Year 6, Day 372. They're saying that the Rao are moving into our inner system, that Arcus needs to make a bold, offensive stand to push them back, that if they get too close, a battle could break out too close to home for comfort. After all these years, I guess the war has finally reached our doorstep. Lapidine seems worried that the Rao could actually gain the upper hand. Arcasian ships are the better fighters, but the Rao have been building. A lot. Their technology is archaic in comparison. They don't seem to care if they lose a hundred interceptors in a confrontation. They compensate by having hundreds more. It's such reckless determination, but in a weird way, I think it's admirable. They're not afraid of taking risks and making bold decisions. I'm not entirely sure of the situation this time around, but Lapidine is saying that the War Council wants us to fight, that we've had enough time to perfect our weapons. There have been a lot of eyes on Astraeus, apparently, because of True and the support he gets from House Starbringer. I can't quite get a read on Lapidine on this one. On one hand, it feels like he's leaving it up to us to decide what to do, but on the other hand, it feels like a command. True has been more heated than usual over it. I think even he's feeling cornered by the whole situation, which is saying something. If he feels uncomfortable, so do I. Year 6, Day 374. True locked himself in his room and hasn't come out for two whole days now. Lapidine is furious because he's got pressure coming from all sides. I'm afraid that if this continues, we won't have a choice in the matter anymore. Not that we really do now, but at least we have some control over how things happen. If the Royal Armed Forces take control over Astraeus, who knows what could go wrong? Not that I think Lapidine would let that happen, but Azuria is more than a weapon. It's dangerous, and we have to be careful. We still don't know the limits of its power or the extent of its potential. If we make a mistake, a lot of people could get hurt. I'm only assuming True's been meditating on it, running scenarios and all that, but it doesn't make things any easier. I've been kind of working with the techs on things that I know is within my realm to have any input on, and our flight suits are ready. We're loading the ships up onto the elevator now and are going to take the whole kit for a test drive. I tried mine on and it's really comfortable. It's a bit like wearing a glove and they're much more breathable. I just want True to see us. This should be a moment of pride, not whatever this is. Year 7, Day 1. Today marks the turn of the year. The Godsend Cannon worked. Most of the issues with the interlinking mechanisms seem to be resolved, and the new flight suits make it easier for us to do the gestures to operate the control arms. The attachment wasn't perfect, but we made it work. 
After that, it took us a long time to properly time and focus the beam. No one had their heads on straight, and I could tell everyone was frustrated. It was dirty, but we finally managed to get it. I don't quite know what I was expecting. If I was writing this months ago, it would have been the best day of my life. All our work culminating into a big success. But just knowing that what we were doing was going to essentially erase a lot of lives made it really... I don't know. I'm not sure if I really have an emotion for it. There was a hollow, dead feeling in my stomach as it was going on. I think we all felt it. We weren't even firing at half power, and it just felt like a drain on all of us. Like something about the whole situation had changed. And even worse, we just weren't jiving. The stress of our task at hand was weighing on everyone in different ways. The targets were ultimately destroyed too quickly to return any data whatsoever. One of the techs, jokingly or not, called the godsend a planet killer. If we were to turn our fire on Arcus, accidentally or otherwise, it'd be devastating. True watched the drills remotely from the spaceport. When we docked, he didn't say anything. He remained silent for the ride down the elevator, too. When we got to the bottom, he left us without a word and went back to his workstation. <sighs> Ever since Lapidine's order, he's been like an empty husk. When I try to seek him out in the evenings, he just tells me to leave him be. He shut me up. Please feel free to check out the original soundtrack on Spotify. It's the perfect thing to put on while you study or to inspire you while you write worlds of your own. You can visit tmocpod.com for links to all this stuff and more. It's a very small town. Pretty sure I know everybody by sight. In Wolfbrook, New Hampshire. Welcome to Unhallowed Grounds. There's not much else out here worth being scared of. There is something outside of my house. It's gonna come to the windshield. What the hell happened here? Have you noticed anything strange? It just felt really weird. It has started again. It has started again. And what is with all this purple goo? Something the size of a Buick and dripping purple goo. I remember. I could put you in a very small concrete room just because. Could someone explain to me what's going on? I thought you were something else. Don't you mean someone else? No. There's no use in getting worked up over something that never happened, is there? October's Children. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. Jason. Good. Glad you could make it. You're the new guy, right? Yes, sir. You're the prisoner Yusuf agreed to host. The prisoner that was transferred to Coventry today. The one staying at Lucia's hostel with Finn? Jason, 
Why are you here? It's none of your business. You're here today because I believe in second chances. I believe in rising above what everyone else has decided for you. We got better things to do than babysit you. Let me make one thing clear. I am not your maid. I am your warden. If I found out you tried to pull anything funny on any of these lovely folks, you'll find that knife lodged in your throat. You hear me? Everyone in this town plays their stupid games. No one is honest. No one cares. No one thinks about anyone else except for themselves. I feel like I'm being passed around like some specimen. It's an invasion of privacy. But that's a right you've lost. And the sooner you help us out, the sooner you can get that back. I've laid out your options quite clearly, if you ask me. You always have a choice. Do you know why you're here right now? Because you chose to be here. Despite everything that you've done, whatever it may be, there's a real person underneath all that violence and distrust. There are no good men in Coventry. There are better men elsewhere. You don't belong with them. You're already home. Better Men Elsewhere. Available now wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.